Alright, hello, and welcome to Stasis Pod, the Transformers Rescue Bots podcast. I'm Rob. I'm Jen. And I'm David. And welcome to the exciting conclusion of uh, of Rescue Bots Season 3, Today and Forever. I mean, I guess is- technically it is that today and forever. Yes. yes. Who wants to live forever? <laughs> this is the 78th episode of Rescue Bots overall. It's uh, the 26th episode of Season 3, which means this is the season finale. And uh, written by Nicole Dubuk. Of course, long-time Transformers Prime writer, Rescue Bots writer, mm-hmm. uh, and also writes for Transformers Earthspark. Yes, she does. Ooh, yeah. Also and does voices. I mean, yes. not like regularly appearing but some voices mm-hmm. well she she was a child actress yes and uh amusingly this uh yeah it's first aired june 13th 2015 and this would be the last rescue bots anybody got uh for almost a year oh man hmm. well they had plenty uh, to the tie next- them over yes the the next episode will not air until april 23rd 2016 hmm. well there was also a big gap between season one and two, wasn't there? I think it wasn't like over a year. I think so, yeah. Almost two years. I mean, I guess with this kind of show, you can kind of just rerun it in perpetuity, especially when you yeah. own the hub slash Discovery family or whatever it became. Yeah, but but in a way, it it is kind of shocking considering how short the that channel lived yes. as the hub. <laughs> like it, it, it's a miracle they got four seasons out of it. R.I.P. Dan versus. Yes. <laughs> oh yeah, I need. To, I should have watched more of that. That was a fun show. That was a fun show. No, the so, rescue yeah, bots uh, will go on. Mm-hmm. And so we get the uh, Frankie and uh, Cody continuing their video as uh, a, a clever way of doing the recap for uh, for the episode. Yes, very as, uh, good. Previously on rescue bots. Very good conceptual. Previously on. Yes. Well, when you're have eminent death, you might as well keep recording a video. <laughs> yeah, as, as the, if hell, Clover high water kaiju are freezing to death. Cloverfield has taught us anything. It's that we must continue recording. I mean, or if horror movies have taught me everything, anything, it's that uh, somebody will record a video that gives you just enough clues to sort of suss out that there is a monster, whilst also not giving you a really good look at it until the third act. <laughs> That's important. You gotta keep that mystery. So yeah, Grimrock has been teleported uh, from the... To quote Gremlins 2 again, uh, in a different quote than I usually do, uh, use a camera, I am a camera. Only it was said with a little bit more racism. (laughs) I I, I assume the quote usually uses, uh, we want what you want, civilization. Civilization. Well, yeah. Oh, God, I love that movie so much. We're going to do that one of these days. Oh, man, that would be good. I need to rewatch that. Canned food and shotguns. I mean, yes, we've... Well, presumably we've all seen it. You've seen it, haven't you, Rob? Listen, what people want, they want hot popcorn, cold sodas, and they don't want a bunch of gremlins messing with the film. <laughs> I kind of prefer the, the VHS version to the, the theater version, but yes. <laughs> okay, anyway, this episode. Uh, don't talk to me about President's Day. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm, 
I'm excited we're getting a series of it, but I'm disappointed we never got a third movie. Because I always hoped it would happen at an airport so they could fuck with the international dateline. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I just don't know how you how you go any crazier than Gremlins 2. Yeah, it was basically like a Muppets movie. Yes. Well, I, I, that's why my idea was airport, so you could do the same thing, only, like, stuffing... It could end with snakes on a plane style. <laughs> like, just a plane full of gremlins. They were trying to fly anywhere. I mean, that, that film is just the primordial id of Joe Dante unleashed upon the screen. Yes. Mm. Yes, you gotta make a sequel. Fuck it, I'm doing whatever I want. But yeah, we, we should do that, and I will spend probably no fewer than ten minutes talking about matinee. <laughs> <laughs> a movie that I saw, but don't remember a whole lot of at this point. Same. Mant, half man, half ant, all terror. <laughs> yeah, I, I just remember it's like it references to like matinee theater life of the time. I mean, it's, 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 it's a riff on William Castle movies and also the Cuban Missile Crisis. Yes. Oh, I didn't remember that part. Oh, yeah. I mean, at one point, the William Castle effects get to a point where people think that the nuclear apocalypse is actually happening. Mm-hmm. Oh, so, so it's also a better version of Red Zone Cuba. Uh, yes, uh, because Red Zone Cuba didn't have Robert Picardo in it. Yeah, everything's better with Robert Picardo. Red Zone Cuba doesn't have much of anything. <laughs> Speaking of Gremlins too. <laughs> anyway, so... Voyager? Uh, so yeah, Griffin Rock. So, D- Does he fall in love with the Mant? Uh, no, he does not. Oh, inferior movie. <laughs> uh, anyway, so, uh, so yeah, the Grunrock currently under the dome, protecting it from the Arctic chill, but they're running out of juice. And also, they, you know, they, they it's not going to last forever, so they've got to get out of here. And they've, unfortunately, they do have a spaceship, which they've taken apart to fix it. Well, the, uh, the Sigma. When, when last it was flying, it was near the impact of an explosion. Yes. And, of course, they always have to ground any uh, alternate way to save themselves. Oh, wait! Blades can fly! Yes. Send him out of the dome! No, uh, bad it's ne- too cold! Yes. And it turns out it is, in fact, too cold because he immediately ices up. Yes. And they have to... He does mention that in this cold, he'll, he he can't fly because he'll immediately ice up. On second thought, maybe he likes that. <laughs> he doesn't yes. want to fly. Yeah, I, I, I don't know if you can fly helicopters in the arc. Or, well, maybe you can, just for short distances. Mm, probably not. But yeah, all the de-icing is such a big problem. I mean, we, we do see helicopters in the thing. Yeah, that's what I was thinking about. It's like, but... Like not, it's not much, and it's probably like only at the edge of the ice shelf. And also, they appear to be in the middle of like a storm here or something. Yeah, yeah, much like the thing. So yeah, they they ice them immediately. Heatwave has to go rescue them, and they, so that was Plan A. Now it's time for Plan B. Floatium. So you know, they, so yeah, we so yeah, we talked to uh, to Doc Green. He's like, listen, you've got all sorts of crazy crap around here. 
what do you have that can help us? And he's like, well, you know, unless you uh, want to be transmogrified or eaten by living ooze, I don't think I can really help you. And Graham's like, no, been there, done that. Oh, who's the one yeah. that comes as, with, as with you, Floatium? Is it Cody? It's no. Cody. Because as you recall, Graham was indeed turned into a monster by fake f- spam <laughs> and also eaten by the squilch. Oh, right. Yes. Yeah, that was him that did have to both times. Oh. <laughs> Poor Graham. He just wanted to do engineering. But yeah, since, since Floatium is lighter than helium and lasts longer. Yes. Somehow. So they decide that they will they will lift the they will fill the dome with floatium, then they will use the rockets from the Sigma to make it fly, and they will fly the entire island back to Maine. Blades is very exciting is very excited about the idea of floating the island like a house with a bunch of balloons on it, and he hopes that yes. maybe we'll get to yes. meet talking dogs. It, 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 it is amazing because Blades has seen the movie how up. How much yes. Blades loves this loves the movie up without saying he loves the movie up. <laughs> yes. Such a good boy. So yeah, so so the doc and uh, Professor Baranova they start making this floatium. The uh, the rescue bots put this uh, get this rocket out the side of the island, and then sure enough, you will believe that an island can fly. Oh, yes, there it goes. And uh, and yeah, I, I I really appreciate how much this becomes like a disaster movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah I love a good disaster movie. So. Like, everybody sort of, you know, like, this this improbable disaster has happened, a la the Poseidon adventure, <laughs> and we have to find an improbable... And I guess it's also got a little bit of uh, that old movie, Flight of the Phoenix. Okay. There's never any point, though, when I'm like, oh shit, y'all, it's the moon! <laughs> <laughs> or it's like an old gags like Manhattan transfer or anything, like having a city floating in sky or in space or um oh what's that one age of ultron uh, cloud city from empire strikes no, back dark world the dark no. city dark city yes oh with uh so uh, some good jennifer connelly in that movie yes yeah that's but, a good movie but also it's macross seven oh. okay I have not seen that one yet. It's a big floating city with a dome on it. All right. From a sequel series to Macross, Macross 7. You know, (laughs) sequel number seven. Yeah, well, last episode was Macross. Now we got Macross 7. Admittedly, we don't have any SDF 7 glued on the front of it. Most of what I know about Macross 7 uh, was the... uh, the series description that was on a knockoff toy that one of our friends bought at like BotCon ninety nine, and it just had some very poorly translated English on the package, including a uh, a summary of the plot of Macross Seven. But sadly, I don't really remember much of it. But it was funny. Well, Macross 7 is the one I want the most because it's the most direct sequel, including a couple of characters from Macross. I think that was... It's pretty crazy that they didn't get to the direct sequel until the seventh one. (laughs) I think that was the toy (laughs) that had the instructions that that said to down the breast in the arrow direction. (laughs) (laughs) So so is is it actually like the seventh one or is it like that's the... It's the second one. 
But it's called Macross 7. Yes, because well, because in the original Macross... So what happened there was, 2 through 6? There was the SDF-1, uh-huh. and then there was SDF-2 built at the end of it, and the idea was, oh, that one broke, we were going to send SDF-3 into space, and eventually colony ships, like, they would send out these super-dimensional fortress number here <laughs> with the city into space. Which one? <laughs> to make sure, like... Hey, what 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 if Zentradi or some other aliens attack Earth again and wipe everyone out like happens in Macross? Which spoilers? <laughs> we should seed humanity into space so we don't die so easily. Well, this sounds like the most confusing thing since I saw that Henry VIII movie without seeing Henry's one through seven. <laughs> well, you, that's not even the ridiculous part. The ridiculous part is the main characters. They don't fight. The enemy with lasers and missiles, they fight them with rock and roll. Yeah, well, that's because it's Macross. But which one is... It's ridiculous and over the top. Which one is Scott Bernard on? (laughs) (sighs) That's Mosapita. Mosapita. Yeah, that's the one that's least related to the other steer. Like, um... Macross and, and... Yellow Dancer. What was the sequel... Southern Cross was made by the same production company. Like, there was a trilogy of shows. It was Macross, Southern Cross... And Genesis Climber, most beta. And then... Yeah, Genesis Climber. But there was uh, Orgus. Orgus was the third in the series oh. of those three. But they didn't adapt that when they adapted Moss Peta instead. Right. Because I, I guess it was better. I also, Dana was super annoying. It did have Veritex. It, like flying plane thingies that look more like the the Veritex from the first series, whereas uh, Southern Cross had tanks, and that show did horribly in Japan. Like, Southern Cross, like, the Macross or the Robotech adaptation is actually infinitely better than the original show. Or, maybe not infinitely, but it it has a more coherent story and wasn't cancelled early. Yeah. And didn't have toys that never came out or barely came out. <laughs> anyway, uh, rescue bots. After anime digression again. Yes. So the the island is floating, and also now yes. it's got a rocket propelling it so that they can steer. And they're going to meet some talking dogs. Yes. They do not actually meet the talking dogs. Uh, instead, uh, what they do get is into cell phone range of Maine, and they do manage to call uh, Woodrow to say what the F is going on. <laughs> let him know that the island is not out past Pluto. It's actually yes. just in the Arctic. Yes. Still not ideal, but, you know, at least they have air. And so, hey, listen, guest characters, we have something for you to do. We need you to get all the junk out of the giant crater we left because we need to apparently fit it in exactly where it came out. I mean... Well... So it doesn't sink too low in the ocean right. or sit sideways yes. or whatever. I would think it would have enough mass that it would just crush whatever was under it, but you might have some weird instability, so fair enough. Yes. Well, I guess it has to it has to sort of magnetize to the uh, to the remaining kryptonite that's still in the ground. Well, th- that's part of how they make sure it fits yes. in the right spot. So reactylene like magnetizing. Yeah. It's got a little tab, so you make sure that it fits in place correctly. Maybe it's natural. Maybe it's reactylene. <laughs> Only her geologist knows for sure. Yes. Hmm. 
so yeah, so the the other rescue bots, uh, High Tide, Blur, and uh, Salvage, get to work on clearing this debris. Hmm. And so yeah, every everything you know, things are going pretty well on the Fly Island, as could be, but as well as could be expected for an island that was not meant to fly. Yes, as as Graham points out, this island was never meant to fly, Dad. <laughs> wow, that's that's a sentence that I don't think anyone was ever <laughs> expecting to say. Well, maybe in Griffin Rock, though. <laughs> well, oh, it it is a Griffin Rock, so maybe it should fly. <laughs> and of course, now the you know the glowing green rocks and the floating island are just making me think of that uh, Superman Returns movie. I saw mm. that, oh, boy, that was... once and never again. That's yeah, about I right. It was a real think... snooze. Yeah. I don't remember if I saw the whole thing, but yeah, it was dull. And also, uh, multiple people from it are now extremely canceled. <laughs> womp womp. Wait. One? One? There's more than one? Well, uh, also the director. Oh, I don't oh. know who the fuck directed it, so okay. It's uh, Brian Singer, the uh, the X Men guy. Oh, oh, right. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Act Pupil. Yeah. So yeah, we're so yeah, we're fixing stuff off on the island. I note that we're using like gigantic uh, Phillips screws, and I guess I know this is America, but <laughs> yes. Robertson are the superior screw. What? Ro- what the fuck's Robertson? What? They've got the squares. Oh wow! Oh the square. You were probably thinking of slot, which are inferior in every way. Those are all, those things are always stripping. But Robertson's excellent. Well, Phillips and and the other one, whatever. Yeah, the, the squares generally do work better. What about yes, a good tri wing? Uh, those, those are weird. No. I have so many tri wing screwdrivers right now because every uh, game console modification thing that I order, they just throw some in and. It's like ketchup packets in the fridge. It's just. So <laughs> I, I, I don't tri- f with the tri wings. So many tri wings screwdrivers and then, now. And then there's the hex ones. The hex ones work for small things, kind of, but they're more temperamental. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. That's technical. It, uh, yeah. I, if I if I wanted to futz around with uh, Allen keys, I'd just buy some IKEA furniture. Yeah. yeah. I've got some of that. I actually had to buy, like, a big multi-tool of different sized Allen keys because I would get, like, have to tighten the bolts on cat trees and stuff. So, it's like, I'm just going to get this. Oh, yeah. Uh, Yeah, that's probably the last time I used them or or on a chair. Because cat trees usually use those. Hmm. Anyway, so, uh, yeah, as, as the island was not meant to fly, it uh, starts forming gigantic sinkholes that threaten to plunge the inhabitants into the, uh, into the briny deep below. Again, a very disaster movie-like Arr. complication. Yes. It's like, oh, suddenly now and the moon is messing with gravity. Look, I just, I liked Moonfall. <laughs> I just, I did. I'm sorry. Uh, the the Elon Musk parts of it are extremely dated already. However, yeah, that's fair. Anyway, so uh, not as dated so as, as the as Elon Musk parts of Iron Man too. This is true. <laughs> so, and of course, in true disaster movie uh, fashion, one of these sinkholes opens up immediately where the professor is about to propose oh, to no! Professor Baranova. Oh, yeah. no! Or Doc Green. 
He's a doctor. She's a professor. Ezra. I, every time she calls him Ezra, I'm like, aww. Because no one calls him that. Not even no. the chief because calls they, him that. I mean, because they think that he should have a name that's better than Ezra. <laughs> I guess. You're the number two record in the, comp- in the country. Better than Ezra. Number one. Ezra. <laughs> Or sorry, number three. Or sorry, number two was Ezra. I I, I totally botched that Norm Macdonald joke. Aw, yeah. womp womp. Anyway, so uh, so yeah, so he is saved, but unfortunately, a sinkhole is now opened up under the dome generator, or one of the dome generators. After they so they, they managed to... to rescue Doc and Professor Baranova from falling into the sea. Yes, and also she said yes. Yay! It's very cute. It's a very cute little bit there. Cause, cause yes. In amongst his, his trying to figure out this problem, he thought she was saying yes to something else. To yes. his proposal well, to fix the problem, and then Chief was like, buddy, buddy, come on. Doc. Doc. Priorities. Okay, I, admittedly, I guess priorities is saving the entire island full of people, but... Chase is also helping. Yes. Unfortunately, she also knows about the sentient robots. Yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, they they had to help her when she was down under the sea. Uh-huh. Under the sea. So yeah, so the the dome is, uh, you know, the dome is dispersing. They're losing floatium. Oh no, they're floatium. Yes. So they're able to rig up a backup battery, but. The problem is now they're, you know, they're an hour away from Maine, but they're extremely out of juice. So, the, and you know, they've, they've got all this wind and water power, but they can't use any of it because there is no wind or water under the dome. Nope. So instead, it's time to use some human resources. <laughs> also, there's so a big just kept- town meeting for that, and I appreciate that Trex, the giant... Uh, half sort of zombie looking T-Rex robot is is there at the town meeting. They're helping. Yes. And it's great that he and helps, but also that he's at the meeting. Yeah. And, and we, yeah, we, we get a bunch of cameos of our townspeople. We see Amy, the uh, uh, Graham's love interest who owns a monkey. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, I forgot who owned the uh, monkey, but yeah. We see Haley. We see, yeah, we see Priscilla. We see Haley. We see uh, Priscilla Pinch, or was it, or the the daughter? She uh, wait, is the daughter Priscilla? Yes, I believe so. The one with the beret who can't say. Yeah. Yes, and who is not moved by their talk of working in a communal fashion, but no. Oh well. But so too so yeah, bad. Got, it's communism yeah. now. So everybody's pitching in. We're we're on exercise bikes. We got the we got the trash collecting lemurs yes! on hamster wheels. I was very excited. Oh, yes, this, also, so happy. About Trex that. is trying to help, but he has tiny stumpy T Rex arms, and he has trouble reaching. <laughs> yes, so he has to use his mouth. Which, yes. Although now, in the episode, that made sense. But thinking about it now, it's like, why didn't they just plug his battery in? No, you have We've to. Got, uh, maybe it's not compatible. Yes, we, we've got uh, we've got the green dogs on treadmills, and also briefly, Mr. Pettypaws also on a treadmill. Yes, Pettypaws yes. helping briefly. Well, yeah. Why do they have it, terrifying big old giant cat. Dobermans? I don't understand. 
I mean, I'm I mean, they're sure intelligent so. dogs, I guess. That's fair. Maybe someone just looked up like what the smartest dogs are. It's like that. That's <laughs> what they should have. And okay, Jen, I. I know it was an episode of anime, but I'm not sure what it was. Was it Evangelion where they had to, like, pedal bikes to power a laser gun or something? Mm, I don't think or so. was that another mech? It was a mech anime where I remember, like, they had to get it a lot of people like to, like... Something they, it sounds like something they might do on Gal Gygar, though. Oh, maybe it was Gal Gygar. It was... Or... Was Gal Gygar or um, it's more Gear Fighter vibe. Dendo? It was something from that era. The nineties, you mean? Yes, the nineties. <laughs> yes, because I, I clearly remember that scene, and it involved robots. I just forgot what robot it was powering. <laughs> Which robot it was powering? No. So yeah, we cut back to the island is being cleared of junk, and of course, Optimus Prime is there because we didn't have enough guests on this episode. Yeah, we we need to bring in Peter Cullen. Yeah. After all the others, I I wasn't expecting him to show up too. Yeah. So yeah, he's there to pitch in, and then back to the island. You know, we're we're getting closer, but everybody is so tired. Yeah, they are are getting worn out. So so tired. And also, the rocket engine is running out of Energon. Also, there's a point here where <laughs> the the uh, the island starts, you know, rapidly losing altitude, I guess. It starts plummeting a little bit, uh, just in time to break for a dramatic commercial break. But you get a bunch of characters exclaiming, and the one that I noticed most was just Chase going, Inconvenient! Yes. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. Thank you, Chase. Oh, Chase. Yeah. <laughs> Very cool. So, you know, people are pressing on, but we need we need power for that rocket engine, and that means Energon, and it just so happens we have four robots who are full of it. <laughs> yes, they are. And so, you know, even though the humans object... The bots, uh, you know, it is in them to give. It's, it's so they start draining their own energy on into this uh, into this generator. So they are they're keeping this uh, this island going. Yeah, they're keeping it going with extreme blood donation. That's right. It's sad. It's so sad. <laughs> some someone get them some juice and some cookies. They are, they are not looking great, and their human friends are super concerned, but as Chief says, it's it's their decision to make, and yeah, it's it's very sad. We, we, we'd do it for them. Yeah, they would, too, if for some reason their robot friends needed blood. This, this is... <laughs> this truly is perhaps the most perilous... Of uh, Rescue Bots episodes. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, there's some serious danger. Yeah. Well, because, like, the island crashing may not kill the bots, but it would kill all the people. Yes. So you must also go put the robots in danger to save the people. Mm-hmm. Because that's what they do. They have to save the people. Oh, he's good. So the, the, they get within range. The uh, the Their community... Our guest rescue bots plus Prime sort of lasso this thing, this island, and sort of pull it towards the crater, which they have now cleared. 
And they then now magnetize the reactaline. And it goes and is back into place. They have somehow flown this island hundreds, thousands of miles <laughs> from the Arctic back to the coast of Maine. It, I mean, it, it's totally ridiculous, but this show makes it seem just plausible enough that I bought it. <laughs> yeah. By Transformers logic, this seems reasonable. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh, and, and also we see... Um, Huxley Prescott notes high tide, and he's a, and uh, the and Huxley Prescott, the mayor, is still there, and they're all. Uh, how long have we had that rescue pod? And the mayor's, ah, I can't keep track of him anymore. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we're completely forgetting that we have previously seen a floating island in Transformers. Oh, in uh, the Trigger. Oh, yes. that's way back in Beast Wars. That's, that's right. right. Good old Beast Wars. Hmm. Yes, but but there is no ancient alien technology in a weird language and self-defense mechanisms on this floating island nope. that we know of. It's just Griffin Rock. Just average, ordinary Griffin Rock. Yes, our, our ancient alien contactee caveman is on another island. Yes. And so, yeah, that is... Uh, yeah, the island's back in place, but things are not looking too hot for the rescue bots. No, well, because they drained their power and they died. Rescue bots has become R.I.P. bots. <laughs> no. <laughs> but oh, good news. Fade to black and cut to Optimus talking. Good news, yeah. everyone. Yes, but luckily our, our medic was able to come in off screen because we've got enough guests in this episode and we're not paying for Jeffrey Combs. I, I, I would have liked to at least see have seen his character model in Rescue Bot style. I was yes. disappointed we didn't get to see yeah, our medic. I would have mm-hmm. liked to see some Ratchet. And also, yeah. you probably shouldn't put uh, Jeffrey Combs on programming for small children. <laughs> I don't know. It's like how uh, Nintendo continues to insist on calling Tanuki's raccoons. Because that's something that you really don't need kids to go Googling. Google Tanuki and find the giant ball. And you really don't. Because it's one of the first things to come up. You really don't need kids to go Googling Jeffrey Combs. <laughs> no. Well, no. I, I mean, Jeffrey Combs on a kid's show isn't that ridiculous of an idea. George Carlin was the host of a kid's show for a while. <laughs> this is true. That is but entirely true. Google back true. then. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you ask your parents about George Carlin, he's a comedian. Uh, is he funny? Yeah. Do you know any jokes? No, no, you, uh, you don't know any of the jokes. No, absolutely uh, not. I mean, he, he, he had some child-friendly jokes, yes, but it is harder to remember those. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, and for that matter, uh, the late Gilbert Gottfried was also a staple of children's programming. Yeah. I mean, there's a, I feel like there's a difference between... Like, kids' cartoons and small kids' cartoons. Yeah. But George Carlin was definitely on small kids' programming. Man, I guess same for for Gottfried. He was on that, uh, was it uh, Cyber Chase or whatever on PBS? Mm -hmm. Not a clue. I just remember him, like, it was was kind of a show, much like Rescue Bots, that that was on for, like, ten years and uh. yeah, he was giving some interview where he met where somebody mentioned it. He said, "Yeah, yeah, you know, when it, you know, every couple of years I get a call. They've scraped ten bucks together, and they're going to make another season." 
Anyway, so uh, so yeah, our our medic has given the uh, the rescue bots emergency transfusions. They're doing much better, even though uh, Chase, who I guess recovered faster, entertained them during their convalescence by reading uh, uh, police procedure books uh, to them. In many from around the world in yes. multiple languages. Yeah. Uh. Earth is truly a fascinating country, as many countries, as many different countries, have similar laws. Yeah. Mm. That's humans. That's humanity for you. I was kind of hoping he would, like, quote some ridiculous law in there, but he didn't. Maybe not. something about not hunting moose at night again. <laughs> or something about beavers. <laughs> Did you know it is illegal to kill beavers in Antarctica? There are no beavers in Antarctica. So uh, so we're now, we're, we're filling up this time capsule, and uh, we... We are going to put uh, we're going to put Frankie's video in there, and we're not going to edit out the parts with the rescue bots because you know in seventy five years people will be ready for weird robots living among us. Yes, sure. And uh, did you catch the other items that were in here? I saw the bread. Of course, the bread, bread from the writer of Midwinter. <laughs> oh, okay. I I didn't freeze frame to check like all what was in there. I just saw the bread, and I was just like bread. <laughs> It didn't really seem like a lot to put in there, considering the size of the capsule. Like, it's a capsule big enough to freeze a human body in there. Well, well, we're, um, we're going to keep it. Uh, need some space in there in case Doc Green needs to put a giant crystal in there or something. Yeah, to hide yeah. from someone. Maybe there's also the key to the city that we saw. Mm-hmm. There's a photo mm-hmm. of the or a newspaper covering the wedding of uh, that ship's captain from the Ghost Ship episode. Ooh, yeah. Um, there is apparently a a medal that Frankie won in that episode with the Sky Forest. Okay. Hmm. And yes, indeed, some bread from the rider of Midwinter. Oh, I was so excited <laughs> by the bread. <laughs> well, hopefully that bread is in its own frozen tube and not just laying in there and, and will turn into a bread monster 50 years from ah, now. It seems <laughs> that the people of the past loved mold. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. It seems the people of the past loved weevils. <laughs> Oops. Maybe they, like, laminated it or something. Yeah, maybe yeah. they, like, preserved it in some way. Yes. Or it's like one of those decorative bread knives that's shaped like a loaf, but is actually a knife. <laughs> I, I I just love the acknowledgement of that weird Christmas but not Christmas episode. I love it so yeah. much. <laughs> I was so it, happy. It was a good one. Bread. So yeah, Prime is he gives a a, a pretty good Optimus Prime speech about uh, about friendship. Uh, take a drink, everybody. Keep track of your Yay! Prime speeches. Oh, I tried to flip back in my notes to find like what Prime speech we are on. I found the most recent ratchets. Uh, I needed that. <laughs> However, I could not find prime speeches. I Either I just wasn't counting them in rescue bots because they're kind of shorter and aren't really full speeches. Mm-hmm. But in the notebook I've been keeping since episode 265, when I switched to a new notebook, there, there are no prime speeches in there, and I did not want to go digging for the previous notebook. <laughs> And so Prime has decided that uh, the rescue bots must no longer be a secret to the people of Riven Rock. 
And nope, uh, they are ready. We, the people of Griffin Rock are ready. And that's where we roll out. Yes. Uh, is this after the last season of Prime? I don't think. I think this must be before the last season of Prime. Okay. But then there's going to be a time gap mm-hmm. after this season. Oh. A fairly substantial time gap. And that presumably gives enough time for the events of Rescue Bots and then for Robots in Disguise to begin because they cross over. Okay. So Bumblebee shows up and he can talk. Yes. Okay. Yay. Yay, Will Friedel. I believe Sideswipe also shows up. What? Oh, that Sideswipe. Hmm. <laughs> Couldn't we have had Bulkhead? Nope. I believe they actually chase a uh, an Alchemore SKP to the island. Ooh, oh, that's oh. cool. Yeah. That'd be neat. I'll look forward to that. Yeah. I mean, it'll probably be an entirely new character, but I'd hope for, like, Kickback. <laughs> One of the useless ones. <laughs> it's Filch. It should be Filch. Everything should be Filch. Oh, Filch, Filch would be the best choice, to be honest. It's like... Filch just lives here now. <laughs> <laughs> she just found a nest. Took one of the griffin nests. She just lives there now. Every once in a while she steals one of our giant shiny rocks that causes devastation and <laughs> warps space and time, but... Otherwise, and so, yeah, that, Keeping her in her nest is probably safer. Yeah, so that is, that is it for this episode, and that is it for this season of Rescue Bots. I, I, this was a really good finale. I really enjoyed this. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it was great. Well, because... It's Rescue Bots, I think, does two-parters better. Mm. I mean, if it tries a three-parter, not so much, because three-parters are always funky, but this was two great little fun episodes. Ah. Yeah, and I, I, I do love the constant escalation of peril, where things just keep going wrong. Yes, things keep yeah. getting worse and but worse. That in is ways very, that make sense. very disaster movie. Mm. And, like, it... This is how you do escalation from previous seasons. They didn't start season one with, oh, the island's in the Arctic and everyone's freezing to death. No, this is season three, which would what normally would be the final season of any Transformers show. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, it's everything. It's like, how do we up at everyone? We put everyone in danger. Everyone, <laughs> the entire town. As opposed to, oh, we have awakened our giant space devil <laughs> at the end of the first season. <laughs> Everything else is downhill from here. Oh, it's just some blood left over from the space devil robot. Just space mm. devil robot blood. That we can handle. No, it's good. I liked the the disaster movie vibes of it. I think that was it was a good episode. It was cool. nice having all the guest stars show up to have one big go around and everybody oh, yeah, that say really hi. Too. And yeah, it's good. Good episode. Yeah. Alright, so that now brings us to David's Tokusatsu Corner. Hmm, yeah, see if my voice holds up. Uh, this week on 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 5 Man! Fumina's Friendship Announcement. Which is almost an entire pun, but it, I, what's F word for announcement? Uh, Fanouncement. <laughs> Proclamation. <laughs> Fumina is the Black Ranger, the youngest 
boy of the group, one of the twins. And the, the, the baddies are having a little meeting, plotting. It's like, look, they're such a tight-knit... The Rangers are such a tight-knit family. We need to break them up. We need to separate them somehow. And the the answer to that is... Uh, Dull Dora, the female uh, science minister or whatever the heck, who wears gold armor, dresses up as a human woman and flirts with the Black Ranger. Ooh. Well, we don't know that at the beginning, unless you recognize her face out of the armor and the fright makeup. That like, oh, there's this little lost child, and, and this woman comes over to help calm down the little lost child while Fumina is watching, and and then. He meets her and helps her. It's like the cops come by with the mom. It's like, oh no, she kidnapped. It's like, and then the Fuminous comes in. It's like, no, no, she did not kidnap your daughter. She was helping calm her down. I will take you away. It's all a big setup to have a great introduction. And then she introduces herself as Midori, which turns out to be uh, his, their, the, the ranger's mom's name before she died in space on a weird planet. But also, he's wearing a green jacket at the time, and Midori means green. Oh, maybe he just won the Masters. <laughs> well, it's like it's like a '90s neon green, like it should be a snow park. I think. Ooh. Anyway, and and the monster of the week is a green spider that that has, as the subs call it, spider trackers. Mm. Okay. Which. Which, which he puts one on the Black Ranger. But it turns out the spider tracker is actually just this spider with a lot of spikes on it that the Monster of the Week can use to mind control uh, the Black Ranger say, a little bit. Maybe it accidentally only tracked spiders, so it didn't do any good at tracking the Ranger. <laughs> no, I, I just saw a spider tracker and like, wait, is this a Spider-Man episode? <laughs> anyway, the... the Doldora dressed up as Midori and Fumina the Black Ranger uh, hang out at the amusement park again where they met and then they go on a little date and they get attacked by the monster of the week who shoots silly string at her and then then the ranger saves her and they they get away and then the spider tracker is put on him and then he goes back to his base after a happy date and while the monster is standing up in the scaffolding on Tokyo Tower which is kind of neat shots because they pull back for the monster. I was just standing there trying to mind control him to do odd things but at first it's like weird silly things like you know how when when someone's mind controlled and you're supposed to notice little things that they wouldn't normally do but all the things there that the other rangers are noticing are just shit he used to do when he was a little kid like when he was in trouble he would scratch his head or or like he, he doesn't sing at all because he thinks he has a bad voice, but he's humming and he never does that. Like, little things that may be out of character, but feel like, he's humming, who gives a fuck? <laughs> How did you notice these tiny things? It's like little nitpicky things that I guess the, the idea is, oh yes, they're a family. They notice the little nit- little things he does, but everything is so innocuous. And it's it's like, how do you notice he's mind controlled from that? What? <laughs> it's like, oh, he dropped a cup and threw it away because it broke. And yet, when he was a little, little tiny baby, he broke a cup and he didn't want to get rid of it. He grew up. He's like fifteen years older now. What the fuck? <laughs> it's, it's very odd. But anyway, they figure it out. And of course, the next thing the, the spider tells him to do is murder your siblings. What? 
And then he gets a knife. He gets a knife and sneaks into the Red Ranger's room and tries to kill him. And then we cut there. And then he shows up on a beach with Midori Doldora. And it's like, oh, do you have proof that you killed the Rangers? And he holds up their like transforming like bracelet thingies. It's like, oh, good, you have killed them. Now w- walk off into the distance, into the sunset, off this cliff. And he starts to walk, and of course, it's like, no, he didn't kill the rangers. The rangers show up. They throw the dead spider tracker at her, and she's like, what the fuck? Oh, shit, no! And then they steal the bracelets back, transform, have a fight, kill the spider. The day is saved because of family. There's sadly no uh, Vin Diesel there to talk about family and racing cars. Aw. R.I.P. It's kind of a forgettable episode because there isn't any real fighting until the end of the episode other than that small silly string encounter Mm -hmm. it's more of a character piece but it's a weird character piece because it's all these nitpicking things about oh I tried to throw away a broken car you had when you were a child but you wanted to keep it but now you're throwing away this broken cup that's out of character he was five (laughs) It's very, very, very weird. Aww. But a fine episode. Kids. Also, it, it, it's always nice to see, like, the face villain characters who usually have lots of garish, bright colored makeup on their face. The part of their face that's not covered by their giant, ridiculous, over-the-top suit. Like, out of costume. It's like, oh, she's actually cute. <laughs> as opposed to a monster woman. Ah, but Monsters. Well, yeah. Well, yes. There's the monster fucker. Contingent, yeah, you gotta but... gotta pander to the monster fucker contingent. <laughs> Alex Milne understood this. <laughs> That's it. All right. So that is it for us for this week, and that is it for us for rescue bots for a while. Oh man, uh, we we yes. we will be back on the robots in disguise beat for the final season of that show. But first, we need an in-between seasons or two episode of something. That's right. And, there may uh, be a filler episode in here. Yeah, and uh, I believe that uh, we're going to find ourselves uh, with some Moon Girl Madness. Oh, right. That's what we, we do. I, I forgot about that. That's already airing? Yes. Yes, yes it is. I think it's already on Disney+. Plus. It is already like on like Disney+. Like, week Plus. by week. So we'll probably, I assume oh, right, we'll do, like, the pilot or whatever. But uh, yeah. it, uh, because it stars as the titular Moon Girl, uh, Diamond White, uh, Frankie Green on uh, on Rescue Bots. Did they let her sing? Yay. They should let her sing. She sings the theme song. Oh, that's pretty cool. Now I have something uh, it, to yeah. ke- keep up with. It's not just about Pedro Pascal escorting a magical child. No, it's about a mag- <laughs> it's about a non magical child who escorts a dinosaur. The dinosaur should be Pedro Pascal. I, I believe it's uh, Fred Tatasciore. Oh, hmm. isn't he the uh, the recent Megatron? I mean, not the most recent Megatron, because the most recent Megatron is a Game of Thrones person. Sassy Megatron. I think, yeah, maybe he's in, like, the video game? Oh, he's in the video oh. games. I think he's... Okay. I thought he was Sassy Megatron, like, the one good thing from... I'm I'm pretty sure he's been Megatron. Oh yeah, yeah, he was a uh, Megatron in those uh, War for Cybertron video games. Yeah. Oh yeah, that was a pretty good Megatron. Was it the video games um, or the cartoon? 
I believe the video. Uh, it, this looks like it's the video games. Okay, because I thought he was. I mean, maybe he was also in the Netflix show. And he was also uh, Saberhorn on Robots in Disguise. Ooh, okay, that's cool. I thought no, I thought Sassy Megatron was. So, wait, but he's also a guy who does a lot of like animal noises. <laughs> oh, oh, one of them. Like they're they're set, I, I think they're setting him up as like an eventual uh, Welker replacement. I mean, that would also be appropriate for being Megatrons. But uh, anyway, that uh, that show also has... I don't know if it'll be the episode we do. It has Lawrence Fishburne as the Beyonder. Yeah, I was about to ask, can we do the Beyonder episode? Oh, that's I cool. I don't know if that one has aired yet. So we will have to see what's what's around. Okay, because I've seen a clip of that, and I want to do that episode. Oh, I guess I believe the, if we do the pilot, that's got, um, that's got Alison Brie in it. Oh... Yeah, I guess. Actually, I was going to say the Megatron in in this one is Jason Marnosha, but then again, I'm not sure if that's Megatron or Megatron. No, I guess they have Predacon Megatron listed as a separate. So, no, that that would be Megatron. So, yeah, I guess he was just in the video games. Why have we not had a Predatron? <laughs> As a, isn't that one of the go? I think isn't Predatron one of the Go 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 bots? Yes. Oh, maybe? I think so. It's a good but name. I though. think it's like go, the purple Dinobot. I mean, for a name that just ends in Tron, like man, that every fifth that name cartoon what? was <laughs> was a struggle. <laughs> it was a suffering. <laughs> I don't know why I remember enjoying it so much. Drunk at a convention, maybe. Anyway, as a as a brief aside, I uh, recently went to the the retro game shop that's like an hour from my place, so I could pick up one of the uh, Transformers first movie tie-in Nintendo DS games that has Keith David as Barricade. Yeah, we should have more Keith David. Well, we we will have more Keith David because he's on the new batch of Earthspark episodes. Oh, yay. Ah. So, but of course, we'll be back with uh, with more. Yes, we'll be back with uh, Moon Girl uh, and Devil Dinosaur next week. And until then, you can find us all over the internet. We are on Twitter, we're on Facebook, and we have a Patreon. Also, as a brief aside, uh, I am going to be setting us up a proper account on Retro.Pizza, the Mastodon server that I am running. Uh, though, cur- Oh, yeah, we, we I keep forgetting to plug it over there or use Mastodon. Though currently, oh, I, I use it. I use it so much. Though uh, currently... Oh, I forgot to watch the, the movie watch along thing. Yeah. Currently, IaconUnderground.net, on which we are hosted, is set up to also post things out to the Fediverse. So it is now activity pub enabled. Uh, so you can get episodes that way, or I am planning to... Uh, hi, there's a cat suddenly. Hi, Loki. He's <laughs> going to be in fr- between me and my microphone. Uh, but yes, I'm going to be setting that up. Uh, but we are hosted on iaconunderground.net, where we have a Patreon set up to help with hosting and other expenses. That is patreon.com slash iaconunderground. And hi, hi, Loki. Hey. I know, buddy. So for, <laughs> for the month of March, we will be visiting 
the thieves and the assassins down in New Orleans. That's uh, right. I guess this is an appropriate episode to be watching for uh, Mardi Gras. Oh, that's right. Oh, perfect. <laughs> brilliant. Brilliant. Yes. But also I did not because realize Fat Tuesday was because coming. if there's any episode of X Men the animated series you're going to watch, it should definitely be the one that has a just absolutely colossal concentration of terrible accents, plus also <laughs> some really really bad X Men lore. So because we will be talking about the externals, uh, we will be talking about uh, Canada's best. You would think that Canadians would be maybe okay at doing Cajun, but I guess not. You would think. You would think, but you would be wrong. Uh, <laughs> I feel like, honestly, the biggest problem with Rogue in that series was that the right, the script just didn't have her say y'all nearly as much as an actual Southern person <laughs> says y'all, so... Uh, well, yeah, she said sugar instead. Yeah, no, she which, should yeah. she should just be saying y'all at every opportunity. Uh, but what if y'all should be in more things anyway? Because Jersey y'all, we use that. All I, the time. I may have to let the actual Southern accent come out to to do. Oh yes, please, because you haven't let it out in quite a while. <laughs> for uh, for the go full Ironhide, <laughs> Ironhide. So we will we will see how that goes, but that will be our March episode for Patreon at at uh, patreon.com slash Iacon Underground, which I also should be plugging over on Mastodon, because you know what people on Mastodon like is crowdfunding things for people. <laughs> oh, yay. Well, all, we also have a Discord. Come to Discord. Watch Tokusatsu on Fridays. Yes. Which right now is, uh, we're like a few episodes into Metalder. And in the middle of Dynaman. Ooh, nice. The baseball and explosion-themed Sentai series. You can currently uh, find that link on our Twitter that is not really being actively maintained at this point, at IaconUG. I will probably be setting us up as, I guess at this point, the Iacon Underground thing was just sort of a blanket thing for when we were doing multiple podcasts. And I guess we should keep that because yeah. we will still occasionally probably be doing fun things. Like, I actually very recently, uh, someone on Retro Pizza was talking about watching Gridman. And so I sent them mm. a link to our to oh, our Gridman yeah. series and they listened yes, along we, with we that. You do, do anime and, and other stuff every once so in a while. So I will probably be setting that up as uh, at Iacon Underground at Retro Pizza. Retro.pizza. Because Dot Pizza is a top level web domain now. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, uh, come. I so I once I get that set up, I'll put a link to the Discord over there. If you don't know how to All use right. Mastodon, it's not that hard. Just at me. All right. So until next time. I'm Rob. I'm Jen. And after 35 years, I finally have a needle nose toy. I'm David Cool. He's pretty good. I finally have a G-axis. There are so many G-axises sitting at my Walmart. <laughs> yeah, there's, he's, he's sort of shelf warming. That toy was for literally one person. <laughs>